Hello and welcome to the Breaking Ground Show here on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. The show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and to learn about new trends emerging within the construction industry. This show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel Lockery, Programme Manager within the Irish Green Building Council. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm delighted to chat to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be here. Uh, Rachel, so as I mentioned, you're a, pro- you're a programme manager within the Irish Green Building Council and you're leading on two programmes, uh, one of which I know will be very familiar to our audience and one that they might be aware of, but maybe not know the finer detail of. So those programmes are the Construction Materials Exchange and the CO2 performance level. So let's start by talking about the Construction Materials Exchange. You might tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah, perfect. Um, so the Construction Materials Exchange started as a pilot project in 2021. Um, and it's an online digital friendly platform for use of construction materials. So currently over 50% of our waste in Ireland comes from construction and demolition waste, which is a shocking statistic, which not many people know about. Um, and I suppose the stats are around 57.5%. So it is the highest waste stream in Ireland at the moment. It's much higher than the European average, which is around a third at the moment. Um, so yeah, this is a solution to this. A solution to, um, yeah, I suppose, reducing this waste and transitioning to a circular economy within the built environment. Um, and it's a collaborative project um, with ourselves and the Irish Green Building Council and Access Material Exchange in the Netherlands, which is an amazing company, which has been running for many, many years and is really pushing to the transition with, uh, within the Netherlands and also in many other countries. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, I suppose, gained in popularity over the last while and we're hoping that it will keep on growing and making a massive impact within the industry. Very good. Uh, Rachel, I'm fairly au fait with um, construction statistics and uh, to be fair, I lean a lot more towards uh, offsite and and uh, MMC. So the waste figure will be slightly different. And actually, we're still trying to articulate what uh, and define what that that is. But actually, across traditional construction, even that figure is pretty shocking. So up to 57.5% of all the waste in Ireland is through demolition and construction. Construction and demolition waste. So yeah, looking at excess waste um, and also just all waste from site. So I suppose CMX is a solution to this. So it utilizes um, tracking and tracing material passports, which give each of these materials or what they're stated now are waste and identity, and also utilizes AI technology. So each of these um, each of these elements, these materials can find a new home, which is really important. So every material on this as uploaded onto CMX can find a new home. And for CMX, we're looking at, um, we're focusing at materials um, at scale. Um, and yeah, we're looking for big organizations to get involved. So I suppose CMX aligns with, I suppose the Climate Action Plan, um, aligns with the Circular Economy Act, um, which is incredibly, um, it's a, a really big statement to make in Ireland that we need to start taking action to push forward this. Um, and it's aligning to EU taxonomy, um, and all of the agendas that are coming in with the European Union, we need to, yeah, this is, I suppose, an action that can be taken now. Um, and yeah, there's been a number of companies that have been involved already, um, kind of public um, um, authorities, um, 
I suppose, private companies as well. Um, and yeah, I can definitely see it growing and growing in the future as we transition more from the linear economy to the circular economy in the built environment. Um, I think you 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 make a very compelling call for action. And to be fair, I do think the industry is making strides. So I think they understand a need for action. I think a lot of the confusion maybe and and maybe the lag we're seeing is that people not understanding what the right action to take is and, and not understanding that. But um, and sorry to harp back to the stat, but that has really thrown me. So um, just so I understand, is Ireland really one of the worst performers in terms of generation construction and demolition waste across Europe? Um, yes, we're not doing very well in comparing, or comparison, I suppose, in comparison to the Netherlands and other companies, which are probably more, a lot more forward within their circular economy agendas. Um, so currently we're like second worst in Europe in relation to our circular economy um, rate, um, which is important to note. But there's a lot of opportunity as well. I suppose if we're looking at that, we can make big strides. And also we can look at the precedents that have gone beforehand. Um, I suppose CMX may seem very innovative and new in Ireland, but actually, I suppose, um, or uh, platforms like CMX exist um, throughout Europe and are very, very common in countries like in the Netherlands and Belgium. And uh, they've been used for many, many, many years. Um, so yeah, I suppose we're just uh, looking at how we can implement it within Ireland. I suppose the construction industry in Ireland is so small that we can really start making a big impact and use that network that exists currently um and pushing forward this so yeah well look i can certainly agree there that then there is a huge opportunity um here for for improvement but also actually for some changes that would have a, a huge impact but maybe before we move on to the opportunities that are there for for some um of our or particularly our larger contractors but obviously everybody involved in the industry has a role to play um do we have any understanding as to why Ireland is such a poor performer in this area is it an education is it how is it our processes is it just that we are a bit slow to the party like what are the underlying reasons for our our really poor performance in this area um I suppose a lot comes down to awareness um for sure we need to be aware of how much waste that we're generating from construction demolition waste we can we need to look at our demolition practices in Ireland and move away from demolition um, and looking at reusing buildings as as they are, which is an important, a very important part of the circular economy. Um, and yeah, we need to start mapping our waste and giving waste an identity. And that's where CMX comes in, because CMX gives this waste an identity. And also we need to normalize the reuse of construction materials in Ireland. It's becoming very common or is very common in many countries to reuse construction materials, such as in England, they reuse steel um, very commonly right now. In the Netherlands, they've been reusing construction materials for a long time, and we need to start following suit. Um, so it is important. And I suppose links to circular procurement, um, which is we're looking at using the CO2 performance ladder and um, how we can implement um, circular procurement in a very easy way um, and the CO2 performance ladder can help with that. So I suppose a lot of organizations in the construction industry really want to make a big impact and see, I suppose going um, and uploading materials on CMX, securing materials off CMX and using the CO2 performance ladder as 
uh, management tool and a uh, green public procurement tool. Um, they're all here to help this process. And do we have any stats around what the cash cost and the carbon cost of waste, um, construction and demolition waste in Ireland is right now. I suppose I, I, and the reason I'm asking the question is because I'm drawing a parallel between Ireland having some of the highest construction costs, not just across Europe but globally, and then it's very difficult to marry that with some of the stats. Like for example, we pay our construction workers the second lowest across the eurozone, according to a report last year, um, and. So some of the stats don't make sense um, in terms of, you know, we, we talk a lot about regulation in Ireland and that being a huge cost. Obviously, planning delays, uncertainty, adding to project costs. But actually, is waste a big contributor to project costs right now? Yes, of course. Um, I suppose, you know, taking that waste from site and getting rid of it is a cost. Um, it's a very, very, very high cost. It's led to some um, large organizations, for example, to start mapping their waste using tools such as Smart Waste, for example, is an amazing digital tool that maps your waste and showcases the carbon emissions you're saving. Um, but CMX also does this. Um, and when you upload material onto CMX, you can get an environmental and financial costing um on that material to showcase what is the financial gain and what is um yeah how much carbon emissions you're saving and then when you are if you're a procurer taking the material off um cmx you can see how much carbon emissions you are saving um and not only that you're not extracting from the earth as well and you are i suppose implementing circular economy principles from the very beginning of your design stage and the Irish Green Building Council is creating a circular economy roadmap, roadmap right now. And it's very much looking how we need to implement um, circular economy principles from the very beginning of a project. That is so, so important. Um, and when we're looking at um, what materials to choose, CMX allows us to choose um, non-virgin materials. Because I suppose I envision a future um, for example, as an architect, just sitting there saying, okay, I can choose either virgin materials and stay within the linear economy, or I can choose existing materials used within um, this building and be in a circular economy. So we have a choice about road we want to go down. Um, and yes, I suppose CMX enables that choice to happen. And that's why it's such a vital piece of infrastructure um, for us to transition to a circular economy in the built environment. You know, that makes absolute sense. And it occurs to me um, seeing some of the uh, journeys that uh, particularly some main contractors are on in terms of trying to embrace the circular economy. It feels to me that maybe they're ignoring some opportunities for easy wins here in terms of um, of uh, rethinking waste and maybe just understanding how that can fit into the procurement. Because again, you know, I, construction is such a regulated, it's such a regulated industry. The products that are used are, are tightly regulated. So how does that provide it for um, through the platform? You might just talk us through, you know, you talked about mapping waste, which I, I don't understand that concept. You might just kind of explain that uh, for people who aren't familiar with it. 
um i suppose if you're on a site um you're working on a site for example there is a lot of waste that comes from so many different things for example packaging excess materials um which is basically over ordering of materials in case there's any defects in materials um and just waste from site can just be soil and stone when you're doing enabling works in a site you're you're digging into the earth and you're taking that soil and stone and where does it go you know so it's looking at how we are um I suppose looking at how we're engaging with the land that we're building on and looking at how we're ordering materials as well. And if there is any waste, which generally there is on a site, of course, as you can see, this number, the stat is so high, 57.5% of our waste comes from, comes from construction demolition waste. Um, we can map out and, and keep the materials at their highest value and then we can reuse them. And this is so, so important too. We need to... I think it comes down to also respecting materials, you know, mm-hmm. um, and if we're looking at, for example, even a skip that we pass in the road, we're seeing all this construction material that could be reused. And this all costs money. We're just throwing kind of we're throwing away money in many ways, you know, and within a construction project, you're budgeting. You want to keep to this budget. And it's, a, I suppose, a act we can do, an action we can do to um, keep within this budget. Are also an amazing environmental act to do. Yeah, um, and and look, it, it just it makes absolute sense. You're actually solving a problem mm-hmm. that uh, project teams have right now. So I am trying to maybe drill down into some of the finer detail about how uh, this can be more more uh, widely embraced and how the the construction materials exchange can be used by project teams. You mentioned there that you really want this designed in at an early stage. So. Um, are there opportunities at all stages of the project? Or are you initially trying to involve the the uh, initial design teams? Um, yes, I suppose in relation to circular economy principles, um, early design engagement is incredibly important. So before we put pen to paper, we decided this is going to be a circular building that's looking at design for adaptability, um, design for deconstruction, looking at um, limiting um, resources and circular materials. And that's, I suppose, where the CMX platform comes in. Um, and yes, we need um, companies to upload materials onto this platform. We're looking for high value materials um, at scale. So looking at, for example, large amount of reclaimed bricks, um, reclaimed steel, raised access floors, um, high value timber, for example, um, and tiles. Um, and these can be uploaded onto the platform and then other companies can procure them. And so they're engaging with green and circular procurement through that, which also interlinks then to um, the CO2 performance ladder, um, which showcases how you how you are engaging um, with um, green procurement and reducing your carbon emissions. So since launching the CMX platform, what has uptake been like? I mean, I would imagine there's a certain amount of an education process and awareness process first but then also an education process for people to understand what is suitable maybe what might not be suitable and you've obviously got two sides of it it being almost like a a marketplace where you have supply and demand on either side so what has the experience been since launching the, the platform um it's been great it's been really 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 popular which has been fantastic to see um and Lots of organizations have got involved and we're currently in the second iteration of um, the construction materials exchange. We're constantly growing, we're constantly adapting and learning. 
So at the start, there was um, five organizations involved uploading um, many different types of materials. And then we learned from that first iteration that we wanted to focus on large scale uh, materials and only certain materials at the start. So as you know, the construction, the construction materials are quite complicated. So we wanted to look at kind of um, simplifying that um, rather than having, let's say, composite materials being uploaded um, or only a small amount of materials being uploaded at a time. Um, so now we have a facade material um, that's on the platform that's going to be taken by, um, partly taken by an architect and that we still have some left. It's being stored currently in Kildare and yeah, and it's going to be used again on another facade in a building in Ireland. And this is really important as well because it also links into the importance of pilots um, and I suppose construction companies who have strong sustainability agendas say, okay, for our next project, we are going to implement circularity principles. And one of them is circular materials. And we are going to engage with CMX and procure materials off it and upload materials that we have access from our site onto it. And then I suppose even the public and any everyone in the construction industry can see that this building that's being created using circular materials is beautiful, it's functional, and we can do it for every building in Ireland. I suppose when you go to countries such as the Netherlands and in England now, and you see all this reclaimed steel, you can see that yes, we can use reclaimed materials as if they're virgin materials. And that kind of links into behavioral change and awareness. Um, right now in Ireland, for example, there's the Rediscovery Center, which is an amazing center for a circular economy. And they have utilized um, reclaimed materials in that building, so reclaimed bricks, um, for example, um, on the facade and lots of different um, circular elements, um, which can people can go and see. But I envision for the future that near every building that's being built is using um, reclaimed materials. Um, yeah. Because it can, it can happen. You um, know? I, I, it's very inspiring when you talk about the facade for one building coming down and knowing where it's going to be used, that it's not just... Um, uh, uh, that that you can actually kind of track from one building to another um you know I, I that's quite a fascinating concept but you touched on something there that i hadn't considered previously but actually maybe um and maybe um this might be a challenge for people and that is around the issue of storage so for example um you know when something becomes available to the time when it may want to be used um getting timing for for the delivery of new construction materials on site is already a challenge in itself. So when you're looking at reclaimed materials uh, and and uh, materials for reuse, you know how will timing play a factor into this? Because I would imagine there have to be some element of storage, and is that something that's kind of provided for? So that is a very good question because that is one of the barriers um, that was written about in the white paper that the Irish Green Building Council has just published. Um, so yes, you can read all about that. It's going to be on our website. It's also on the Circular Building Coalition website if you look up white paper Irish Green Building Council. Um, storage is an issue. So right now, materials uploaded onto CMX um, have to have their own storage. So this sad material that I've um, stated is... Um, the, the contractor has storage, storage material. Um, but in the future, um, what I envision is that um, local authorities um, provide storage for these materials. And there is an amazing precedent 
in Germany um, that was created by a company called Concular. Um, and they collaborated with municipalities in Germany to create large st storage units for um, construction waste or materials that are going to be reused. Um, so the project is called the Urban Mining Project. Um, and it all occurred um, because one municipality in Germany wanted to reduce their construction and demolition waste and collaborated with this amazing company called Concular. Um, so if they did it in Germany and it's shown to be successful, why can't we do it here in Ireland? And this is all aligned to the Climate Action Plan, the Circular Economy Act. It's aligned to every single initiative we have in Ireland, the whole of um, Ireland um, Circular Economy Plan. It's all there. So I suppose what I'm seeing now and from my mapping of these initiatives is that Ireland is ready to do this. You know, mm -hmm. we want to do it. So that would solve the storage issue. Um, yeah, and that, that, that would be that would be an interesting storage solution for a couple uh, uh you know really coming at it from a slightly different perspective as well like the concept of urban mining that's very well named you know because it is absolutely mm. urban mining so that's really interesting but also in terms of some of the local authorities it might be a suitable longer term meanwhile right. use for land that uh if if our, if those lands are left vacant, they can attract community meanwhile uses. And local authorities are very nervous about those because it's very difficult to eject a community uh, where there's been a meanwhile use. However, if it's a construction material, that feels like something that could be moved to another site when the time comes for longer meantime uh, or meanwhile uses. So actually, I would imagine... Uh, from a placemaking perspective, maybe for some of the meanwhile community uses that have gone in that actually I could see local authorities definitely thinking this could solve a problem for them on a site that they know is not going to be developed for 10 years, but they know is very strategic in 10 years time. Um, so that's that's a particularly interesting one. So I suppose, um, you know, I, I'm conscious of your time here as well. And and um, thank you so much for taking us through the platform. But I want, you know, I mentioned there at the start that actually I do believe there's an appetite to take action across the industry, but maybe a little bit of confusion as to what that action might be. So for people who have not had projects um, where they've, they've engaged with uh, the CMX platform, how do they get started? So if you um, email me, um, my email is rachel at igbc.ie and we can start a conversation about how you can get involved. Um, and I'll reach out to Access Material Exchange and we can create um, an onboarding meeting. Um, if you're interested, um, that's if you're interested in uploading materials right now onto the platform. If you're interested in procuring materials on the platform, um, if you go to the Irish Green Building Council website and um, look at the tab CMX, it will lead you to the CMX platform and you can view the materials that are there. Um, and then all you have to do is register. Um, and all you need to do is have your email and just um, create a password. And then you can contact the company who has material stored. And you can say that you would like the material and then you start that conversation and you go to the storage facility, you collect it and that's um how it works so it's very very simple i suppose Ireland, and yet again and, is very small so it's easy to do these things no, absolutely rachel and just in terms of um payment for these is this an absolute exchange are people paid is there a market rate like what's the what's the transaction side of this 
So it depends. Um, the transaction is between the two parties. So the two parties decide on um, the payment. There's also a new auction tab on CMX that you can auction in relation to the materials. Um, also within CMX, there is um, two platforms. There's one public platform, which you'll see when you go into CMX through the Irish Building Council website. And there's also an internal platform for larger companies who want to um, share materials between their own projects and their own property management, management portfolio. So that has been utilized by public bodies at the moment in Ireland, and hopefully more will get involved um, and have their own internal platforms. Um, so it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little bit easier because they have all this land and they're ready to use materials straight away. Um, so yeah, that's two avenues you can go down. If you're interested in having an internal platform, if you're a large organization, like the other large organizations who've joined, yet again, just contact me at rachelidgbc.ie and we can set up the onboard meeting and customize a platform for your needs. Super. And it looked like we would definitely encourage people to do that. And I would encourage them to do it as a way of solving their own problems as well. And, and I'm saying that for the companies who reach out to us to help with their ESG strategies and they're looking at tools and implementation. Um, and this seems like an opportunity for a really easy win um, if the structures can be put in place and some of the challenges around storage and that solved and um, while I am conscious of time Rachel I just want to touch on another program just because we've talked about um, those delivering within the built environment uh, genuinely there's an appetite there to understand sustainability in a, in a, in a deeper a more robust a more metric driven way um, you're also uh, you're also involved in the program the CO2 uh, the CO2 performance level so you might just briefly give us an overview of that yeah the CO2 performance ladder is um, a tool to um, it's to implement green pill procurement within um, your project your organization and it's also a carbon management tool um, so it's um, both of those and you can choose either or but mostly people just choose both um, and it's a pilot and that's running in Ireland for the next two years it's in collaboration with with SCOW. Um, and the CO2 performance ladder has been utilized as a green pool procurement and CO2 management tool for over 15 years in the Netherlands. Um, so it's very exciting that this tool is in Ireland. Um, there's a large procure in Ireland who has been using the tool for the last few months and has implemented it within their tendering procedure. So and how that works is the procure um, implements yeah, the CO2 performance ladder in this tendering procedure. The tenderer chooses a level on the CO2 performance ladder. So it's level one to five. And this is linked to scope one, two, um, or and or three, uh, three emissions. So um, that is how it works. And the tender has to, tender who wins, um, gets a discount within their tender. And they have to showcase how they're reaching the level that they've chosen. What's really exciting um, in relation to the project that is, um, I suppose, using the CO2 performance ladder now, that each tender that went for the project um, went into using the CO2 performance ladder. So there's an option to opt out, but they all uh, went in and used it, which is really, really exciting and also at quite high levels. So what I've, yeah, yeah. what I've seen from the CO2 performance ladder and I suppose rolling out this pile is that a lot of organizations are actually implementing reduction of scope one, two, and three emissions, but they have no way to show it. Where the CO2 performance ladder um, at the end show gives you a certificate saying that you've reached this level. 
So over 5,000 organizations are using Etsy Performance Ladder worldwide, and it's been proven as the best in practice in relation to um, reducing emissions and green public procurement um, actions um, by the by so many organizations. So it's um yeah it's a tool guaranteed to I suppose reduce your carbon emissions. Excellent and, and industry-wide as well, which is important. Rach, I think you touched on something that's really important there is that actually in some cases we see some operators are delivering best practice and they're maybe mm -hmm. just not documenting it, they're not capturing it. And that's been a real challenge actually when we when we look across ESG, I think we're getting better at capturing maybe the environmental uh, um, metrics, but maybe not as good as the social. And the really interesting thing is that actually that's the area where, particularly across the built environment, we're seeing so many of particularly the mid to larger construction companies, but but even smaller, uh, smaller construction companies um, on a local level were delivering really good social value and have been doing it since they, they were created, but maybe not capturing the metrics. So I think that's a really important one. I think when we position it like that as well, we're really um making it um inviting and encouraging for uh, people who aren't experienced with it to get involved, to start asking the questions, because again, we're seeing a great appetite across the industry there. And so actually, if we could just make it really clear on what, what are the right steps to follow? I think the industry have shown a willingness um, and an enthusiasm for doing it. And in fact, by doing that, then maybe we can move away from some of the commercial uh, global global um, certifications that are commercially driven and get to something that's very metric driven, uh, you know, that, that will actually help projects and help them when it comes down to their tendering and will actually we don't we no longer need to make the business case for it when because in my experience the industry if it knows what to do and has shown the roadmap there they have a willingness to do it but there's been a lack of clarity maybe over the past decade so there was the call to action and maybe a lack of clarity as to what that action needed to be so I think the Irish Green Building Council is doing stellar work in actually through the roadmap and actually setting out the actions for people to take um I, I suppose before we finish up, what do you think the most important uh, next step, irrespective of where people are on their journey um, towards um, embracing the circular economy on projects? What are the important next steps for them? Um, yeah, the steps are to take action now. Um, so implementing circular economy principles at the very beginning of projects, collaborating and communicating about the circular economy on projects, utilizing tools that already exist, such as construction materials exchange um, and asking for help. For example, like we have trainings um, within the Irish Green Building Council that are being launched so you can do in your own time to educate yourself about the circular economy levels and um, framework is also an amazing framework that showcases how to implement, um, I suppose level, levels macro objective two shows you how to implement circular economy principles as well. There's so much out there to aid you in your, um, in your journey. Um, also in relation to the CO2 performance ladder, please reach out to me um, at rachelIGBC.ie um, to see how you can engage with the CO2 performance ladder and reduce your emissions. Um, we also have a webinar coming up on Thursday at 1 p.m. about the CO2 performance ladder um, and also a speaker from Utrecht um, municipality in the Netherlands showcasing how they've used um, the CO2 performance ladder for years. 
Um, and the Irish Pre Building Council has a conference coming up looking at circularity as one of the topics in May. Um, and we have so many ways to get involved. Um, but the main thing is to, yeah, I suppose, educate yourself um, and spread this awareness and start where you're at. The main yeah. thing is just to take one step at a time and we will get to a circular economy if we all just start stepping towards that direction. Yeah, no, that's great. Just literally take the, the next steps. Rachel, thank you so much for taking us through that. And again, well done to you and the team at the Irish Green Building Council. I think there's stellar work being done to really try clarify what needs to be done and then amplify that message. So we're happy to support in any way that we can. And we absolutely encourage those irrespective of where they are on their sustainability journey to get involved. And um, so thank you so much. That was Rachel Lockery, um, Programme Manager within the Irish Green Building Council. My thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media. Also thanks to Place Engage for making these conversations possible. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground. In the meantime, please be sure to check out all of the other Irish and international real estate and construction shows here on iPropertyRadio.com. 